How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs for Tuesday, January 3rd. We are looking at the playoff scenarios for Kansas City, and we have a little bit of news to cover before we talk to Andrew Carter. Uh, First off, it does look like Daddy Nicholas has is out for the rest of the year. Um, he will not be back this season. Uh, Andy Reid did say today that he expects that the rest of the players that are on the Chiefs roster to be healthy and ready to go uh, in the divisional round. But it also does look like, uh, which also means Justin Houston and Spencer Ware should be ready to go in, in the divisional round, as well as uh, Justin March, who was activated last week. Uh, so that is a very positive sign for Kansas City. They should be being they should be a lot healthier moving forward. You need to go check out Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson. Uh, he is doing a great job covering the entire NFL. He actually covered the Chiefs and the Chargers game on his podcast uh, on Monday. He also covered the Chiefs versus the Broncos last week on Monday as well. Uh, a couple of great podcasts to go listen to. Uh, you need to go check out the rest of the Locked On Network, Uh, you can go get some inside information uh, with Locked On Steelers or Locked On Texans or Locked On Raiders, if you would like as well. We really appreciate everything you guys have done. It's been a great 2016. Happy New Year to y'all. And we're, we're really excited for what's going on in 2017 iTunes is kind of the thing. So if you like what we're doing, go out to iTunes, give us a review, give us a a five-star rating. That'd be great. We love those. It it just helps us in terms of getting uh, sponsorship dollars so we can do more things for you guys and make sure that we keep up the quality of our guests and the quality of things that we're doing uh, here for you, for the Chiefs, all season long. We're going to be here. Big news that just broke for Kansas City. Chris Ballard is declining a job interview with the 49ers for a potential GM opening. Ooh, that's a big one. Uh, And Ian Rappaport is the one that is talking about this and just tweeted it out a little bit ago. He said that he's declining it because he has a great working relationship with John Dorsey and he's in a great situation in Kansas City. So that is a very positive sign for Kansas City keeping their nucleus together for another year. Um, you can probably thank Jed York for that. I don't think the impression that he left in that news conference was anything Chris Ballard wanted to be associated with, and that's uh, that's a franchise in turmoil. So great thing for the Chiefs. He is obviously because he's a top of the list of these other uh, candidate searches. He is a premier personnel guy in this league, and he's John Dorsey's right hand. Everything that you see John Dorsey do is worked out and vetted and scouted through Chris Ballard. So big boon for the Chiefs there. Yeah, and honestly, currently that is the only open GM spot that is in the NFL right now. So if that stays uh, over the next couple of weeks, then Ballard will be in Kansas City for another year, and that's going to be good for Kansas City moving forward. 
uh, and you can expect another great draft for Kansas City next year. I, although I think John Dorsey would do a fine job, even if uh, Ballard ended up going elsewhere. So right now, let's bring on Andrew Carter. We're going to talk about what's going on inside that Chiefs locker room. Regular season's out of the way. Let's get some info. What I'm still kind of speechless right now after watching the Raiders uh, just kind of not be able to do anything against the Broncos. It was really kind of nice to be able to see that. And Kansas City clinching a first-round bye and the AFC West title for the first time uh, in a long time. We have Andrew Carter with us today. Andrew, thank you for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. That means the first time wasn't too awful. No, not too bad at all. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Glad to be back. And the Chiefs are winning still, so it's it's good. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that game yesterday? On I apologize, not yesterday. What were your thoughts on that game on Sunday? I thought overall it was just another testament to how well the team is playing right now. Obviously, the Tennessee game was a struggle, but aside from that, the last four weeks of the year, they've looked pretty dang good, and that's through all the injuries, so... Uh, with the first round by and home field and arrowhead, I say bring on anyone at this point because the Chiefs might be playing their best football this season. And it definitely looks that way on offense. Uh, you know, defense, they're struggling against the run. I'm not sure they're going to be able to fix that just because their linebackers are a little suspect right now. Uh, you know, Justin Houston's going to be able to help on one end. Uh, and I think Justin March can help too. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that really changes things. The thing uh, but is, right. they've given up yards all year, though. And obviously with Derek Johnson out, the run defense is hurt a little bit. But they're still getting turnovers, uh, even right. with some of those struggles. So keep that formula up, and you can win playoff games. Yeah, the thing with me, the thing I look at when you look at the run defense is you're down Allen Bailey, you're down Jay Howard, you're down Derek Johnson, you're currently down Justin March right now, and Josh Malga. Uh, that's a lot of defenders to be down, and all those guys are very solid against the run, and you know you haven't had Justin Houston either, so I think they will be better against the run moving forward. If you had to choose right now, who are you guessing they're going to play in two weeks? I think the simple answer is Pittsburgh, just because you expect Pittsburgh to beat Miami, but Miami's kind of sneaky in the sense that they've played Pittsburgh earlier in the year, I, I believe, and, and didn't they play them well? They might have even won. I'd have to go back yeah. and look. They, did. they did. did beat the Steelers. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I was going off memory there. But so they that beat was, the Steelers already. Go ahead. That was actually the game that, that Ben got hurt. Okay, exactly. And so it's not easy beating a team twice in the NFL regardless. So to say that has any implication of how things will go in the playoffs, um, it, it really doesn't. But at the end of the day, Miami isn't going to just lay over. So you, you have to think they'll play Pittsburgh, but if not, man, you'll take the winner of Houston and Oakland because that is going to be one heck of a playoff game, to say the least. <laughs> the toil of who can complete a pass. Oh, man, that is going to be so great. The entertainment value on that game is phenomenal. Well, see, I don't know what O'Brien's doing in, in Houston because, to me... Neither does he. Well, no, and that's fair. I, I just I read what he said today, and he said that, you know, whoever's going to be the starting quarterback has got to be the starter and get all the reps this week, which pretty much rules out Savage. So you're going back to Osweiler, who you benched a couple weeks ago. Uh, now, granted, you're going to be playing an Oakland team that can't complete a pass to save their life with Connor Cook right now. Um, and that's not really trying to be harsh on Connor Cook near as much as he's just not ready. Right. Uh, especially against the Houston pass defense, it's pretty good. 
So probably Houston or Pittsburgh is what you have to guess, and you just prepare for Pittsburgh, and if it's Houston, then you, you have a revenge game a little bit. Well, you'd have a, I mean, you'd have a revenge game against Houston. You'd have a revenge game against Pittsburgh, and you know, I don't think there's anybody in Chiefs Kingdom that wouldn't love to beat the Raiders three years in a row, or three games in one year. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, so all scenarios are good, and at the end of the day, the Chiefs are good enough to beat whoever is on the schedule. And if you want to be the best, it's cliche, but you got to beat the best. And luckily, I don't think they're just a flash in the pan. I really think they can beat anyone if they play their best game. You know, I want to ask you about when you're when you're dealing and talking with people within the organization, not just the players, but but coaches and whatnot too. What's the vibe that you get from them in general? This is kind of with the injuries the way they've done it. This is kind of where they've been aiming all season to be ready to go right about this spot, right? Yeah, it's a really quiet confidence from the coaches, and it's interesting they have kind of kept it all season. You even felt it in training camp, and you never really know with training camp hype how the season's going to turn out, but everyone was pretty confident this this could be the most talented roster they've had in quite some time. And I think as we've seen the season move and progress and the way they were able to pull out games and get through injuries and all of a sudden you get to the end of the year and everyone's doing well, I mean, Andy Reid and the coaching staff have done a phenomenal job, and I think they're very confident right now, and that kind of comes through when we're talking to them because they're in a position right now where they can keep it simple. They can say the same things they've been saying all year. I think the biggest thing to note is no one's getting frustrated. It's been the same message from day one, and that's always a sign that everything is right on track to where they want the team to be at this point. So the hand right now that Kansas City has dealt is exactly what they would have wanted going into the year, and now you just got to capitalize. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to to watch how the playoffs unfold this this coming weekend. Uh, You know, we talked about, Pittsburgh's probably going to beat Miami, and that's probably going to be the case. But another thing that was asked uh, of Adam Gase today was if Ryan Tannehill is going to be ready to play. Uh, I think that could actually change that game. Uh, maybe not. I, I still think Pittsburgh ends up winning, but if Tannehill's able to play, that really gives Miami a much better chance. Absolutely, and they've been playing really well regardless of who's in that quarterback, and especially when – Tannehill's playing they've looked really good and not to mention they have a pretty good running back as well so it's not like Miami isn't going to be a formidable opponent for the Steelers I think they have a good shot that's going to be a good game to watch and the Chiefs just need to wait and enjoy their extra week that they need extremely um, badly and see what happens and take care of business at home. Now, Reed gave him the whole week off this week, I assume, just to really treat it like a bye and, and try to get him outside the building and rest it up. But there's not just Justin Houston that you got to worry about. Um, I think they hinted that if, if Spencer Ware had been needed last week, he could have gone. But are, are you feeling confident from what you've seen and heard that he should be able to get in there and get a one-two punch with uh, Sharkandrick West? Yes, I think Reed was honest today. Uh, I, I'm saying this on Monday. Reed told us that... Everyone should be good to go after the bye week, aside from Daddy Nicholas, who we saw get injured against the Chargers. So outside of him, the guys that have been kind of resting and um, their injuries have been kind of you know battling through those injuries, I should say, uh, they should be ready to go. That includes Spencer Ware, obviously Justin Houston as well. So uh, it's a great position to be in as far as the guys that are there and are available and not out for the season are going to be ready to go in two weeks. 
Now, you look at that game against the Chargers, and you look at the game against the Broncos, and they were pretty much completely different in the way that they went about it. Um, they really attacked with the wide receivers early on in the game, and I thought that was something that was really impressive. The person that impressed me the most was Jeremy Macklin. After really struggling earlier this year, it looks like he's back on track. What are you seeing from the wide receiver group? I just think that group in general is where you'd want to be if you're an offense as far as any guy any day is going to have you know one of those standout performances and they're going to play really well and you don't know who it's going to be week to week but it really doesn't matter because it's all about matchups you saw Kelsey do great against Denver one reception for eight yards against San Diego obviously the reps weren't there and that's a whole different story but Macklin was able to step up Tyreek is Tyreek he's giving you what he he gives you every week um, he can give you a flash play whether in the backfield or as a wide receiver and in the special teams game and there's enough to go around in that offense that at any point someone can have a standout game Charkandrick West had two touchdowns against the Chargers so I think the position is you might have a bad day one week but this team's good enough for you to turn around and have a 100-yard performance the next, and that is a great spot. How many times have you been able to say that about a Chiefs offense? <laughs> you know, Not the wide Ty- receivers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tyreek Hill's a, a good one, and, and I want to ask you about that. As you've seen him progress, not on the field, but, but when you're talking to him or you see him in the locker room or whenever he's speaking, have you seen his persona in terms of maybe his outward confidence or his grasp of what his role needs to be? Have you seen that progress outwardly? Yeah, I think it's progressed, and it helps to be playing well and having maybe the best rookie season in Chiefs history. That's going to help the confidence. But overall, at first, I think he was in such damage control with the baggage that everyone knows he came in with that it was all about you know thanking the organization, happy to be here, saying all the right things. I truly believe that he believes that, and he's sincere when he says that stuff. But that's not easy to know that everyone's looking at you in a certain way and having to defend yourself for a while. Well, his play in the field has helped him in the sense to kind of put that stuff to the side a little bit. It comes up every now and then, but he gets to talk about his his uh, kickoff returns. He gets to talk about the high fives. He gets to talk about all these other things. He got a T-shirt that went out in Walmart last week. So there are enough things going on to distract from what he came in with that I think Tyreek is really – starting to kind of get into this zone where he realized that his play in the field is really helping him in every facet of his life. And, yes, his confidence is growing, and I think it's helping him play freer on the field too. Week by week, he seems to be getting better, which amazes us, right? Because every week we're like, holy crap, Tyreek did another thing. We couldn't believe he did it again. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't know if you listened to the podcast today, but I said I said yesterday after the game that I couldn't believe he returned the, the punt from five yards away from the end zone. I just was sitting there, I was like, Please, please, fair catch that or get out of the way. And I think a lot of the Chargers gone. were thinking the same thing. I think the Chargers were wondering, did he fair catch that? And then, nope, and he's gone. I mean, yeah. it's it's crazy. Obviously, it backfires. If it doesn't work, everyone's asking, is thinking the same thing you're thinking. Why did he not fair catch it? But that's the confidence he has right now, and you got to let the guy do what he's going to do because he's pretty impressive. Throughout the season, Kansas City has been better offensively uh in a couple of different games and then they've struggled you know a game here a game there but one thing that i think that you've seen over the past five or six games is the offensive line has gotten a lot better uh they've been protecting alex a lot more they've been giving him time uh what have you seen in the offensive line and how that has uh kind of come about over the last couple weeks well i think they've been playing better and i also think that 
the key here is they've been pulling some blockers a lot. We've seen a lot of tight end, you know, Travis Kelsey blocking on some pull plays and uh, really stacking the, the slot to add some blockers to help. And then as far as giving Alex Smith some protection, it helps that he's been running as well. We've seen him run a little bit more. It's keeping defenders a little more honest, especially the linebackers. So I think it's really a collective effort on offense, and everything's kind of clicking right now. So, yes, he's getting the time, but really linebackers and the secondary really don't know what the Chiefs are going to do offensively anymore. So everyone's kind of having to stay back, and I think that's just helping everything. It would be, it would be really nice if Spencer Ware can come back and put together a 100-yard rushing game on the ground too because then with the way the wide receivers are playing right now, all of a sudden the whole playbook opens up and who knows what could happen. Now, do they have any kind of solemn words or, or any official confirmation on Daddy Nicholas? He's out for the season. Yeah, that was that was confirmed. So he will be out. Um, as far as you know, him moving forward and being a rookie and what they're going to do, they haven't said anything else. But yeah, he's out. One of the things that I really liked yesterday watching Shark Hendricks two touchdowns was, to me, it almost looked like. And maybe not on the first one. I can't remember exactly the visual of it, but didn't it look like Alex Smith could have run both in by himself? Yeah, it was one of those where he had he had multiple options, and I think Alex Smith is the type of guy. I don't, you know, in game, it's not like he's thinking everything. But part of him is probably this is West's game. He was there from the start to end, and I think he wanted to give him the ball when he was open because West kind of deserved it. He's been struggling a little bit this year, and anyone who can get extra confidence going into the playoffs. Uh, is a good thing. So maybe that was Alex Smith just being a leader there. I think, honestly, when I watch the way he's been running lately, it almost feels like they've been kind of, oh, look, we're not going to run Alex much all season. And just at the end of the season, we're going to trickle him in a little bit. It almost feels like they've been holding it back. And now they're ready to let it out. What do you think? Well, and I, I have to jump in real quick and say that Travis Kelsey has really been doing very well laying blocks for Alex as well. Sorry. No, completely agree. Kelsey has been blocking out of his mind, really. Ever, I mean, we saw it on you know national television against Denver and a few more times against the Chargers when he was in there. So, yeah, that's been a key as well. And um, the, the original question was about what, West. What was the original question? We got sidetracked. No, just about Smith, and, and it, oh, he yeah. kind of—he was asked a question yesterday, and he kind of half smirked that, "Oh yeah, I, I decided to start running a little bit lately." And it's almost like that was part of the plan that they were going to try to remove that from the offense and, and keep defenses not paying attention to him. And now they're going to let it loose a little bit, and maybe that's something that they're going to be prepared to do—not necessarily by design, but a lot more open to it come this playoff game. Yeah, I don't know how much of that was planned. I don't think you ever go into a season and say, we're not going to, you know, for the first nine games, we're not going to have Alex run too much. Hopefully we can win without him running. I think it was kind of a combination of it wasn't there at first. The line was kind of getting its chemistry together. Then you add the Colts game where you had the, I guess it wasn't a concussion, whatever you want to call it, where you had the head injury. And I think some of his confidence was maybe lost in the, in the fact that he says, okay, I, I want to play this year. I don't want to go out for the year because I'm running 10 yards. But as the season has progressed and as the wide receivers have improved and it's opened things up, all of a sudden secondaries have to deal with Kelsey, with Tyreek, with Jeremy. Well, there's a little more space in the middle of the field, and I think Alex is just taking what's given to him right now. And I think his little smirk to everyone is he knows it's not really a planned thing. It's just working out that way. But it's been harped on him all year that he's kind of just enjoying the fact that he gets to be running again. <laughs> 
Well, one of the things that I always enjoyed, and people are, may kill me for this, one of the things that I've always enjoyed was seeing Matt Castle go charging down the field once uh, he threw a touchdown pass to you know whoever it was. Now I'm seeing Alex Smith go look at Kel- look for Kelsey on those blocks that Kelsey has sprung him for those uh, couple TD runs he's had, and that that to me is just him knowing, you know, that guy's making that play for me and he's being selfless. And I'm lo- I'm really loving what I'm seeing from Smith overall. I think he's played a lot better uh, as the season's progressed. What have you seen from him? Completely agree. I think he's getting a lot better. I think all the guys are having so much fun right now. I mean, how can you not? First round by 12-4. and four. So when that stuff's happening, the game is just, it's like you're playing it as a kid again. And I think you're seeing that with Alex Smith. And they've been dealing with injuries, but the guys who have been on the field have stepped up for the guys that have had to, you know, miss games because of that. And everything is clicking. So it's one of those times where they're just playing free and easy. And it's easy to, you know, high-five each other and get pumped up when you're beating everyone. So I think it's just a great spot right now for the Chiefs. Uh, the Patriots are going to be a little bit more dangerous now that they have Michael Floyd. I think he's going to be a, a very good addition for Tom Brady, which is going to really tick me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to be dangerous no matter what. And it's just crazy to say it, but two wins away and you're in the Super Bowl. So that's that's where things are right now. Yep. Well, Andrew, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, tell people how they can find you on Twitter. Oh, uh, well, I appreciate you guys having me on again. It's always really fun. Just love talking Chiefs, and it's really easy when the team is playing well. But uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's uh, Andrew Carter is the name, and I have two underscores in between my name. So Andrew, two underscores, Carter. And, um, yeah, all things Chiefs all the time. And I, I love your guys', both your personal Twitter accounts and the Locked On Chiefs podcast is, is doing great right now. So it's fun times. We look forward to talking to you after the next game, if that works out. Love to see some inside perspective. I love talking this stuff with you. Thank you for being on. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to us today. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter, at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time. 